Welcome everyone to the Medspa Accelerator Podcast brought to you by Everwell Marketing, the go-to resource so you can get the latest hacks and best practices to market and grow a profitable medical aesthetics practice. My name is Maripili and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, operations, numbers, and helping you grow and take your Medspa to the next level. This is the Medspa Accelerator Podcast, Season 2. Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good, good, good. So we've been doing an event series and today actually will be the last episode on the event planning for the holidays. And we're going to finish off this series talking about mistakes that you should avoid, specifically five mistakes that we've seen time and time again. And we want to ensure that these don't happen to you. Yes, please. We have been doing this for a really long time already. And it is sometimes like the simplest of things, but it does make a huge difference when you have uh, these things like ready to go and top of mind so they don't happen to you definitely but before that happens tell them what they gotta do babe yes if you've been listening to us for a while we would definitely appreciate a review from you you know how this important these are so please do make sure to go into your favorite podcast platform check it out and leave us a comment leave us a review tell us what you think also, if you love a video like we do, make sure to check out our YouTube channel, subscribe, give us a thumbs up, click that notification bell so you get the latest episodes on what we do. Yes. Don't forget to join the Facebook group. Again, it's a free community of other people just like you going through the same things. So the link is below and hopefully we'll see you there. Okay, so get let's get into it. What is the number one mistake? Yes. Well, so these are not in a, in a particular order. We're not a particular order, but uh, we'll still go number one all the way to five, right? So five things that we specifically that we wanted to highlight because we, again, like I said, we see them time and time again. Yes. And so we want you to avoid these at all costs, okay? So we'll start number one. This is the one that I find the most irritating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is uh, doing a poor job of informing your staff and just ensuring that everybody's on the same page. And it's funny because, you know, we've definitely highlighted this one in several of the episodes. And there's a reason for that, because yes. it happens time and time again. And honestly, it's really frustrating, like being on our end and telling our clients reminding them that hey you make sure you need to over communicate and i think that's the thing and honestly it happens to everybody it happens to us yes, too it even course. happened to us today you know <laughs> uh and <laughs> so and so where it's just like maybe you know you said something but maybe you didn't ask or maybe your staff didn't ask clarifying questions. They kind of just said it and they took it for face value, but they didn't maybe really think it through. Or maybe they just didn't really think of a question at that moment in time. But then later they thought of another question and then maybe they didn't, you know, verbalize it or whatever. And so at the end of the day, I think repetition is going to be really important here yes. um, and ensuring that sometimes you need to repeat the same thing. And Frank, look, honestly, I'm the kind of person it's like, Look, man, I want to tell you once and like if I have to tell you more than once, like I'm already annoyed and frustrated. And, you know, your your business people, your high performers. Right. You know, yeah. obviously, many of you are in the medical industry, so you, you have to kind of perform at a higher level. And so I get it. You know, I think Billy and I like we get it. But I think this is what 
it means to be a business owner a lot of the times and like you have to be dealing with these kinds of things and honestly it's just communication it's just a big thing and honestly a lot of the times we're not as good as we think we are when it comes to communicating i think it yeah. just can easily happen and so i think part of it is just coming up with effective strategies to ensure that one you're communicating effectively that your staff understands exactly what's going on mm-hmm. And one of the ways that I feel that, you know, like I was saying before, like being able to repeat things three to seven times. And also I find it like in different ways. In different ways, yes. Because everybody kind of learns different and understands and gets information in a different way. Mm -hmm. So you do have to be very aware of like your people. How do they understand it better and so yeah maybe like you're right like i want to say this one time and that's it and you better get it but at the same time it's like well the what ifs kind of start coming into play and that's when like communication or the objective can get a little bit blurry and so definitely if you're not having team meetings with your staff like that's something that needs to be done it needs to be discussed and almost questioned because you know your staff needs to have questions if your staff doesn't have questions (laughs) that's a red flag right like maybe they're they're afraid to ask a question or or i don't know whatever it might be right but honestly you should really try your best to get them to ask the questions that they have yeah encourage them and then i think the other one that's also uh like a fail safe is writing it down you know i think one thing is just having it said right but another thing is just that people are going to forget you know hey man they got their own stuff going on they obviously have their current duties that they (laughs) need to deal with and i think that at the end of the day if you put it in a written format it's obviously going to help them refer to it back later on and so i think one of the things like we mentioned one of the previous episodes write it down write down the promotions write down what's going to happen the days the times right what are going to be the incentives every single detail should be on a piece of paper and it should be printed out stapled on the wall and with the break room (laughs) or something you know what i mean and then on top of that i would also say like and this is when we tell our clients all the time like Man, like if you're running a promotion or special, print it out and have your front desk have it next to the phone, next to the computer, like something so they can quickly refer to it. Because, man, we I mean, you know, part of our process is that we help our clients have more transparency within their organization. So the calls are recorded. And so whenever we get a phone call, it's being recorded. And we hear it time and time again where you know, somebody picks up the phone and like, oh, hi, I was calling because of X promotion I saw on Facebook. They're like, uh... Oh, like I didn't even wait. What? Which promotion? <laughs> Which promotion? Oh, oh, uh, give me, give me a second. Let me uh, just, let me just check that. that. Let me check with someone else. And honestly, it's cringe, cringe worthy. I mean, it, it kind of really sucks being able to, uh, to hear those things, you know, and because at the end of the day, you lost credibility, you potentially lost a sale. And specifically when you're running these events, every, we need to run a tight ship and everything needs to flow together. One of the things that I also recommend is like make sure to have not only everything written down in maybe like a prose format, but also like a question and answer type of way, mm. as well as what would the process look like? Mm-hmm. And you can never be too descriptive, especially on processes, but there does have to be some sort of like way where maybe even like imagery could help. Sure. So like internally, we do have a processes and we actually include emojis <laughs> <laughs> for it. So if there is like an exclamation, mark 
that we know it's important. If sure. we have the little like eyes or the thumbs up or the check mark, like they all mean different things. And they're supposed to let the staff yeah. know like what's And the interesting thing, and that was going to be one of my other points, is that our staff actually came up with that. Like it wasn't Peely or I. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I was going to say, ask your staff, hey, what works for you? What would you want to mm-hmm. see? Like what would help you really get this down? Yeah. And uh, that's something, that's a system our staff came up with. And we're yeah. like, great, you know. And like it works. Yeah, let's run so with it. So if it works, they actually cut everything down, like, yeah. time-wise. And part it. of it, too, is, like, if they actually come up with the idea, then I feel like they take ownership a lot of the times. Yes. And then they can, like, actually run with it a lot more, take responsibility and all that good stuff, which is what you want. So that's really yeah. great. Point number one, you know, make sure your staff is all on the same page and everybody knows what's going on. Number two, lack of role play and run throughs. So this kind of goes hand with number one, right? Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that you have everything written down for your staff to understand exactly what's going to happen during the event, after the event, the processes, everything. Mm -hmm. But also let's actually role play it and let's actually run through an entire event Mm -hmm. so they know what happens. Because as we were saying, like sometimes the staff, they don't have questions right there and then, but it is until they're doing it that these questions start coming up and all of the what ifs. What if like a client asks for this instead of that? What happens if something happens during the day? So doing like a quick run through some scenarios or even some role play is going to be really effective so that you can have a better event at the end of the day. Yeah. And so I recommend this one to our clients every single time just because of how important it is. And it's like part of sales and sales training is role playing and actually like with your own team members practicing with each other. And honestly, it should be the same thing when it comes to these events, because, again, everything should be mapped out from when a person walks through the door Everybody should know what they need to do, who's going to pass the baton to this X person, so on and so forth. What needs to be said when that person walks in, what forms they need to fill out, where are they going to sit down, where are they going to go? All that stuff needs to be choreographed. And so, like Billy said, a lot of times people don't even know they have a question until it's actually happening. And then that's when things come up. So practice. It's just practice, 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 because once the event gets there, it's crunch time. Like we can't be like fumbling around and trying to figure mm-hmm. things out. You're going to look really unorganized and unprofessional. And so practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Super important. And so it also depends on what event structure you're doing. So mm-hmm. especially if you're going to be doing a virtual event, you want to practice because technology can fail oh, sometimes. Gosh, yes. So if you're going to have a virtual <laughs> event, something going on, you make better make sure that you do a run through with Zoom, with the Facebook Live, with whatever it is that you're going to be doing. If you're going to be doing virtual consults, make sure you do a run through of that and practice but especially if you do have a goal the goal for like consultations or it's like your consultation week Mm -hmm. then having those choreographed is going to help maximize the the time and also get those goals met right because your people already know what's the next upsell what's the downsell what's the cross sale what Mm -hmm. do they need to do and um yeah choreographing it i I love that so number three is going to be not having one-on-one consultations and so you know i think it you know part of this it also depends on what kind of uh event or promotion that you're going to be having right you know like i said you can actually do a one-on-one virtual consultation so that can be an option too but the reason we put this one here is because we've had a lot of clients that do a party event and they just have a party 
but yet they don't really make a lot of money. And then they're kind of like, oh, man, like I put all this effort into paying this party. I put all this money into, you know, the drinks, food, DJ, uh, decorations, all that stuff. And I didn't really get a return out of it. And Mm -hmm. well, it's because you're not really creating an environment where sales are going to happen. Right. And so for us, we always recommend to have a, a few days or part of the day where, hey, man, 15 minute, 20 minute consultations, they don't have to be super big. Again, it's sales week or sales day. And yeah. so you want to have a streamlined consultation where you're actually getting to have the opportunity to have, sorry, is um, a one on one consultation with that person where again they can talk to you about whatever it is that they're dealing with you can present your solution and how it's going to solve their problem and then they can say yes to the treatment so i think that that one is super important now you know we talked about how you can do certain sales online and different things like that like you can still definitely do that but we feel that the clients that have adopted the one-on-one consultation process end up making a ton more money um so we I mean, if you want to do something that is a little bit more passive, then some of these online events work great. Like you can just get them and they will just run almost by themselves, right? That's Mm -hmm. why the whole like 12 days of beauty or like the 30 days, if you uh, listen to some of our other episodes, we talk about that. But do not underestimate the power of actually having a conversation Mm one-on-one. This is the best way for you to actually understand that person, really listen to that person, and then almost get like a custom treatment for them so maybe they might need several services and you're losing an like an opportunity on selling more if you're just you know doing the one service so our recommendation is that if you're doing like lower ticket or mid ticket services that people are already familiar with for example botox dermophilers certain lasers different things like that you can definitely sell those online and that's not that difficult but when you want to go into your bigger packages like cool sculpting, M sculpt, any anything really that's body contouring, anything like that, those will require in person consultations because again, it's a bigger investment and, and you know it's also it, customized. Yeah, it's a lot more customized and it's riskier for the patient as well because it's a lot more money, right? Yeah. And so they need to go through that sales process. So make sure you implement some one-on-one consultations if you're really trying to maximize uh, that event. So that's number three. Number four is not having a sales process or a script for the event. If you listen to our other episodes, we talk about the whole process of selling your service, upselling, cross-selling. And I think this is the best way to actually maximize your event. Mm -hmm. So in order to do those things, you need to make it easy for your staff to understand the process and make it super clear so that things flow as easily as possible and you already giving them all of the tools that they need. I mean, we say this all the time, but like sales is the number one lever that you can pull to get exponential returns in your marketing and your advertising and just growing your business period, right? And so I earlier I talked about choreography. And so there's this kind of term that started to be used in the in the industry a while back is like sales choreography, meaning that everything is planned out. As soon as the person walks through the door and they start engaging in that sales process, everything is choreographed into your script. You know, what are the questions that you're going to be asking? Mm -hmm. But then also what is going to be 
the upsell opportunity, the cross-sell opportunity, even the downsell opportunity, if they say no to some of those upsells, mm -hmm. again, you're trying to maximize the lifetime patient value mm -hmm. from that particular person mm -hmm. that you're having a conversation with. And so it's a simple, uh, a very easy example that everybody's familiar with is just going to any fast food restaurant and then asking you, hey, do you want to get a larger drink for a dollar extra or whatever, right? You want to super, you know, water size that you want to supersize that, right? And yeah. then, so that is the upsell right there, but that's planned for, like, it's not by mistake, it's engineered, you know? And so I think for you to maximize the event and make sure to get the most out of it, you need to have all that stuff lined out. And your staff needs to know about all that stuff as yes. well. <laughs> Remember, at this point, you already choreographed it, yeah. right? So it is just makes it simpler to have everything written down as well. And in the next few episodes, we actually are going to have another mini series where we're going to be talking all about sales. Mm -hmm. uh, because, of course, you know, we know you've been planning these events with us. You have your people there. So the next step is how can you actually get most of the event revenue right sure. so that is a sales part stay tuned for that because i'm really excited about the next few episodes definitely those are gonna be good last but not least number five is mm -hmm. gonna be not incentivizing one your patients but then two your staff members and so we talked yes. about both of those things in the previous episode so number one incentivizing your patients, right? And so again, every single step of the process, you wanna ask yourself, what can I do to encourage them to take the action sooner than later? Again, you wanna have an incentive to get people to show up. You wanna have an incentive to get people to purchase. You wanna have an incentive for people to invite a friend, to share their experience online, whatever it might be, right? Whatever it is that you want people to do for that event, go ahead and create an incentive around it. And then on the flip side, you wanna have incentives for your staff. I think that is huge because if you really want to make sure that they feel part of the business, that act as a team, because I've also heard the flip side and they're like, well, you know, like I don't want to do like maybe like commission structures or whatever for my staff because I don't want it to become a competition between them. Mm -hmm. So there are ways that you can still do that, but create it as a team, right? Like yeah. maybe I think you mentioned this example in one of the previous episodes where every for every sale that is made there's like a, a, a part that goes into a pool and then that gets divided into everybody mm -hmm. so that makes a lot of sense because everybody's acting as a team and helping each other out to get to those goals but that incentive can also just make everything a lot more fun as well yeah a lot more fun and i mean it's it's fun to be competitive yeah. <laughs> sometimes it depends yeah. on the person right but no some of the things that maybe don't revolve around money hey it can be like hey guys if we hit this goal you know, we're, everybody's going to get uh, an extra three days off next following year or something like that, right? Paid vacation. Hey, we all go on a team vacation together. I don't know, right? It could be, a you know, dinner. have fun, dinner. Yeah, like, and we go to a really fancy restaurant. You know, we all have a good time. Those are all different ideas. And honestly, you can ask your staff, hey, there's three options. What would you prefer? And yeah. like, kind of let them pick two. And again, you're empowering them by taking in their feedback. And I think that in itself would actually incentivize them even more that you're taking them into consideration. Okay, so those are our top five rookie event planning mistakes that you need to avoid at all costs. So hopefully you found this mini series 
uh, helpful and you are ready to roll, it's already October. So it's already November. So we're pretty close to the big events of the year. Hopefully you have everything ready by now. And (laughs) we hope it's great. We hope you crush it. This episode was more of a reminder. Like, hey, these are the five pitfalls that we tend to see all the time. And so definitely this episode is a reminder but go out there, go and crush it, go yes. and make it happen, right? If you have questions, join the Facebook group and ask us there, right? If you have, have questions about, hey, do you guys think I should run this promotion or this other promotion? Or do you guys think that we should, you know, make a week event instead of a one day event? I mean, go on there and ask us whatever it is that you want and we will definitely get you answered right away. Yes. Okay, so for the next mini series, I'll see you in sales. See you in sales. Bye. Bye.